When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This would be episode 51 with Moon, no P-Jug, and Hobbs. We told you last week, P-Jug is out of here, and Hobbs is saying, no, she's not really going to quit. She's not here. This is two weeks in right. a row. And she said, I did you a favor for around a year for no pay. It interrupts mm-hmm. my life. I'm not happy with you in our marriage anyway. Why would I want to do a podcast with you? I don't think she said it like that. She said it just like that. Did she? I think. Okay. <laughs> she, she's listening you right think now. Exactly. And, and I'll hear about that at yeah. dinner tonight, but she probably won't cook now. All right. And my wife's the best damn cook. <laughs> if you ever want a home cooked meal, she you has pea jug. But she won't be on the podcast, but she'll cook you a damn good chicken enchilada. I have had what's called a hook in the water for guests. And I'm getting these people. Mm-hmm. And then I get last second cancellations. Okay. Meaning ah. on the priority list, we're way down there. We, we get bumped. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. I'm thinking they're talking 1800 downloads a week. And this probably has like counting Spotify, Apple, all those other ones that you can find this stupid podcast on. Right. We're guessing 5,000 clicks a week. I, do you ever download a podcast and then listen to it? Or do you just click on it and play the damn thing? I don't usually download it, but that's me just because I don't want to use up all the space. But and, and by the way, I want to say this about last week's podcast. I edit these things and it takes a long amount of time. And you hear how bad it is when I'm done with it. If you could have heard what was there on the original <laughs> file, it's way worse. Okay. So listen to this. Last week, I swear to Christ, I had my microphone turned around backwards because I sounded like How does it sound today? I don't want to do a whole podcast and sound like You sound fine. I didn't notice that you sounded bad last time, but I don't, I can't see what volume you're recording your levels at or anything, but. Right. Well, let me move my mic around. Let me turn it around. Does this sound better or worse? This is almost like going to an eye exam, right? Is this better or worse? Is it better or worse? I can't tell because you keep moving it and then you're you're changing your volume. Oh my God. By the way, I see a program trying to update. And, And that's the thing, you know, you get these, you know, update your computer and restart. And you're thinking, okay, I got a podcast to do in two hours. The next thing you know, I restart. And here it goes. You are 1% done. 
you are 2% done. And I'm thinking, I got to do the podcast in five minutes. It's been going for two hours. If you're a nerd and you're willing to work for free, you can come <laughs> over to my house. I'll buy you a nice IPA. Oh, that is generous of you. An IPA. One? Just a singular IPA? Well, you, as long as you're uh, a bigger person, I'll give you two because we know how you metabolize booze. Bigger people can actually hold a little bit more amounts before they move the, uh, you know, the breathalyzer. Sure. How many times have you done a breathalyzer, by the way? Oh, in my life? Yeah. I used to have one. I just bought it for myself to make sure, sure when I was leaving places that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't over. But it actually breathalyzed by like a police officer once. I was close to the limit. I remember very well before I went to rehab, I would drive drunk all of the time. I'm not proud of it. I'm ashamed of it because I know how much damage has been done by drunken drivers. You see those stories Mm -hmm. every single day. And I'll never forget, you know, the first time I got, you know, pulled over for a DUI, I was driving a Honda Civic station wagon and I was in a little town in Grand Island, Nebraska. And I had left the bar. I was going through a divorce and I was drinking shots of peppermint schnapps. Why would you do that to yourself? (laughs) That stuff is nasty. Like drink mouthwash. Yeah, it was horrible. And and there I was at this bar at a Holiday Inn, right? And I was a lonely man. And I was just drinking shots of of schnapps (laughs) in a Holiday Inn bar. Yeah. It's a picture. Yeah. Oh, it's an ugly picture. Uh, and so I leave the bar. I'm doing just fine. Mm. And then eventually I drove by an officer. They assumed I might have been impaired. Okay. And so here comes the red lights. Well, I'm thinking, God, I'm only two blocks from the house. How about if I pull into my driveway real quick, jump out of the car, dash inside before they can get me? My plan went south when the officer approached my car and I was going to jump out and go inside. I opened the car door and I literally fell out of my car ah. right there on the concrete. <laughs> and that didn't go so well. And then I tried to pull the radio car. Do you know who I am? <laughs> right. And the officer says, yes. And here we go. We're going to the station. <laughs> so there I went. I blew a 0.23. Ooh, dang. And by the way, this is a, a sidebar about death and drug addiction or alcoholism. We have yet to find out the exact cause of death for the drummer of Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. And, you know, they said he had 10 different kinds of, you know, prescriptions and opioids and weed and, you know, antidepressants. And and I'm looking at that list and I'm thinking, damn, we're pretty close. Are you are you just going through like his pharmacologist and being like, oh yeah, you can't mix those two together. I tried that. Yeah, it doesn't work, dude. I'm thinking, I'm looking at his list. I'm going on my list. Check, check, check. 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 So that's not good, right? Yeah. But I'm still really upset by that. Yeah. It's he was young. How, how old was he? 50? He was 50. And they say his heart was enlarged from, uh, you know, his drug addiction. Because when you uh, you know, do cocaine, especially mm-hmm. it, it speeds your heart up. It makes it, it, you actually end up with an enlarged heart. Sure. And, you know, if you're going to do some cocaine, you're going to want some booze. And then if you've mixed the booze with the opioids and the antidepressants, that's not a good time. Yep. And then you can't sleep. So you take Ambien. 
Yep. Right. Ambient. See, now Ambien to me is one of the scariest things that there is. Like I have a friend who was, would sleep eat. He kept accusing his wife and his kids of eating all the food in the refrigerator. And then they were, everybody was gone for the weekend and he was home by himself and he ate like an entire pie and didn't remember it like blackout. He did not remember it. And he had been working really hard on these weight loss goals and was in the gym, like really trying to, to, to bulk up. And he couldn't understand why he wasn't losing any weight while he was eating in the middle of the night. Uh, P jug at one point in time. When I uh, went over for a booty call when we were dating, oh. I had already taken my Ambien. Oh, okay. So I jump in my car, which is bright, and I start driving, and I take out a mailbox. I uh, get over to P Jug's house, I'm thinking, I got to tell her. I had a mailbox on my way over here, and it's my neighbors. We're dear friends, and they're going to wonder what the hell's going on. But I don't want to call them now because it's too late. Right. And uh, the, all the lights were out, and they got kids. So I'll just tell him in the morning. So I call him the next morning and I said, hey, uh, I see your mailbox got taken out. And they said, yeah, those damn kids. Yeah. I said, what kids? They said, well, there were some kids that were hitting golf balls with their hockey stick doing slap shots at cars that were driving by. So we called the cops. The cops came to get the kids and they took these kids uh, home to their parents and they got in big, big trouble. And we know that they came back after that, after we turned them in and they broke off our mailbox. I said, yeah, that's probably not what really happened. Then I told him the story of the booty call. Hey, P-Jug. I'm going to love that you told this story. Hey, P-Jug. You know what I hear? P-Jug not here. No, and you know, we even offered people a way to try out to be uh, the replacement for P-Jug. And then I was thinking today, I'm just going to go on Facebook Messenger and I'm going to go to the 47th person on my friend list. Just ask them if they want to do the podcast. Okay. Just why not? Why not? You know, and uh, and it came up Hobbs. <laughs> it came up me. I'm a friend on Messenger. Yeah, that's it. I'm top 50. I'm cool with that. That's all right, man. Yeah, you're right in there. So, uh, so are we going to rename the podcast if we're not going to have P Jug? Like, is this we, permanent? Like, yeah, we're going to have to, I guess. I think the the first time that we're going to try to come up with the name for this thing, I had been in the hospital for about two months. Yeah, and I was not in my right mind. Right, you were uh, you were you were sampling a lot of those uh, those drugs on the list Taylor had. I took a picture with a portable urinal. It's a P Jug. What a great name for a podcast. And then you right? called your wife that, and you wonder why she doesn't want to play with us anymore. Well, on the air, I used to call her Pee-wee. Right. And she didn't like that either. But I think, I thought she liked P-Jug better than Pee-wee. Why would you like that better? I don't know. It always it always reminded me like you were talking about her breasts, like jugs. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what What's your term of endearment for her? Well, it was a P-Jug. This <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> How have you been married so many times, sir? And still you're so mad at this. <laughs> I mean, I adore you, but you you really don't know how to talk to women all that terribly well. You know that, right? Here's the thing. When I worked with Stacy, I would always go to her before I went home, got in trouble by saying something. Yeah. And I said, okay, here's the scenario. I'm going home tonight and we're going to talk about this, me and my wife. And uh, is, your, is there a way I should say it? 
so that it'll be on the same frequency. Because when I say things to, you know, I, I think just humans in general, sometimes I'm about half a pitch off. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's the delivery. She loves a certain radio stations. My Talk 107.1. Yep. It's Donna and Steve. That's her favorite show. Sure. I've wanted to have both of them on this podcast. Yep. But many times the general managers will leave nameless. They don't want people that are already on the air somewhere right. appearing on rando podcasts with former employees who may say something about something that's, you know, irreparable damage to the brand. Yeah, that could happen on this podcast. Yeah, but think about it. If you take a look at where I used to work, nobody has ever sang the praises of a company as highly as I have of Hubbard Broadcasting, which, by the way, I just saw Jessica Miles is leaving Channel 5. Oh. She got there almost exactly the same time I did. I like her. And she was always so kind to me. Yeah. And then, you know, we are so loyal to Channel 5, by the way. I just asked P. Jug this last night. Why don't we ever watch CARE 11? We we always watch Channel 5 first at, at 10, but we like the earlier news because we're old. So uh, at 9, we watch Randy Meyer because he's a former uh, Channel 5 uh, guy who I've known for a long time. Matter of fact, when he left Channel 5 to go to C- CNBC, I remember I asked him if I could take his, his desk and I couldn't get him to move it for me. He wouldn't give you his desk and he wouldn't move it. What a jerk. <laughs> that seems like a real win for him. I don't know why he wouldn't agree to that. And I really miss working down there because the TV station gave it a whole nother layer. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when we would do interviews in the radio department, they would come in usually accompanied by somebody but we had a, a corner kind of a suite if you will yeah and when the the people would pull in in limos or in town cars you know we could see these guys walking up well sometimes we didn't book them but they were going to one of the other stations in the building we're thinking well damn how come we didn't get bob odenkirk from better call saul right right the guy's walking right up there i go i love that show which by the way new episodes coming out soon yeah, I got to see, oh, God, what's the guy's name? It's Clint Eastwood's son, who's an actor. He was so good looking. Clint Eastwood was always very handsome to me as he's gotten older. Like, it's he got, Scott Eastwood. I just looked it up. Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. But it's crazy how much his son looks exactly like him. Now, not so much. Oh, God, did you see that movie Cry Macho that he just did? Oh, it's, no. it's so bad. He's trying to play like an old bronco buster and i mean you know it's time to it's time to hang up the spurs clint and and we just had this discussion today as well uh about the amount of streaming services we now have i've got a buddy and he has a firm budget he really wants to watch yellowstone but it's not offered through youtube tv uh unless you record each episode from the paramount network okay And I told him, I said, just record Yellowstone and it'll eventually pick up all the episodes, seasons one through four. He can't get season one. For some reason, it doesn't like him. But let me tell you, if you buy on uh, Google Play or Amazon Prime season one, it'll cost you 20 bucks. It's the cost of, you know, you and your wife having an after dinner drink one night. 
Right. Right. You, you know, mm -hmm. you're good. Just skip the booze, watch Yellowstone that night. Won't do it. I have a lot of uh, friends like that. And I'll tell you, I was exactly like them. I didn't want to spend the extra money because I'm already paying a lot for what I've got with YouTube TV and everything else. But PJ would hear on this radio station, like we started this conversation, a recommendation from Steve Patterson. And the next thing you know, oh, just get the subscription that's free. You can try it out. Right. My browser has no nor tabs that I can have that aren't a streaming service that's costing me money. Well, how, I mean, are you using them all though? I mean, do you feel like you're getting your money's worth out of it? I mean, if you're, I mean, if it's, let's say it's 10 bucks a month for a streaming service. If you watch two movies, that's my favorite thing to do. You love to watch movies. We did watch one the other night. What'd you watch? Um, Power of the uh, Dog. Oh God, I didn't like that one either. I thought it was awful. I didn't get it. And no. I was like, so did you hear that? Like when, the, when the nominations came out, cause I was nominated for best picture, Sam Elliott came out and was like, that movie was crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's a real cowboy talking. That's Sam Elliott. He's like, he's, I didn't get it. I mean, I understood that it was supposed to be about hiding who you were and hiding in, you know, the, I don't want to give too much away. People haven't seen it, but basically hiding your sexuality. I mean, that's, that's kind of what the gist of it was but i don't know i just felt like a long walk that went nowhere two questions with putin oh we haven't done that yet yes this is the the bit that is just gripping <laughs> the nation <laughs> two questions with putin right i wonder how come nobody else has not done that i mean it's a great bit it's an excellent bit there's okay. no doubt there's no doubt about it i'm sure it'll be syndicated soon God, why didn't we do that? We could add some success that way. That could be our new podcast, Two Questions with Putin. Well, we'll just we'll just always ask questions <laughs> of Putin. He's looking pretty buff these days. Have you looked at him? Yeah, he's 70. Yeah, I know. He looks great for 70. I'm not trying to extol this guy's virtues or anything like that because he's a real piece. But um, So what are your two questions for Putin this week, Moon? <laughs> My two questions uh, with Putin. The first one would be, how would you respond, Vladimir, if NATO, for example, okay. would attack your entire country because of the fact that chemical weapons could have been used by your troops? All right. Because you know what he's saying? Everything is fake news. You know, the word fake news didn't exist until Donald Trump came around. Yeah, it was him and then Kellyanne Conway saying they're alternative facts. I love that, too. Yeah, or or so the so not facts really, but <laughs> no. Here, here's my questions. I'm I'm gonna circle back. Okay. My first question of Putin would be: What streaming services do you have? Yes. yes. <laughs> How much do you pay for cable? That's the first question you should ask Putin. That's right. He probably doesn't pay much. They probably don't have very many streaming services. It's like I I imagine it's all just like one channel because it's kind of. And let's see, my second question with Putin would be, who are you picking this year in the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> he likes to ride horseback, so he can actually be informed. Wouldn't that be something if he'd pick the winner? Yeah, maybe he should, you know, just step aside from being a dictator and really think about sports betting as a, as a profession. You know? I love sports betting. We're going to have it here. I think one day it's going to happen. I, aren't they starting to do it in Wisconsin? They are. And they've because I heard an advertisement that you could come to Wisconsin and do sports betting. Okay. That's because a lot of money was going to Iowa. Yeah. 
Yeah. And here sure. we are in Minnesota. I mean, we got all kinds of 10 things we can gamble on. Let me say this about our sports teams right now. How about them Timberwolves? Yeah. Pretty exciting. They clinched something. Yep. They uh, just beat the Clippers last night. They're moving on to play Memphis uh, in the best of seven. Okay. And they just renewed their coach. I've got a lot of friends that are Timberwolves fans and they were all losing their minds last night on Facebook. I'm like, well, good. Something good happened. I'm excited for them. Yeah. I don't follow basketball, but. I, I used to go to the games all the time. Yeah. It was fun. And, you know, we used to have somebody on the show from the team every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, geez, Mark Madsen was one of my favorites. Who is that other guy? Wally Serbiak was fantastic. Okay. I mean, over the years, we had a lot of those guys on. How about your two questions from Putin? Question number one, who are you wearing? Who, is, okay. who, who, who tailors, who, who picks Putin's clothes? Like, is he a Banana Republic kind of guy? Like, where, where, do you, where do you pick up that outfit? I would say my second question is, why do you hate people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem to like anybody, really, does he? No, not really. And, and you know, when I see the stuff going on, it just breaks your heart to see the destruction and devastation. Ah. They they didn't just bomb those buildings a little. There's fragments of whole building structures. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, how many times you got to shoot it? I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of overkill, dude. And, you know, you think about these things like World War One, World War Two. Obviously, these happened before our time or, you know, like, well, like mine. But it looks like that. I mean, when you're seeing the footage, it looks like a war movie. It looks like Hollywood created that, but that's actually what they're doing in 2022. It's just insane to me. There is nothing better than on Christmas Day, walking outside to your pool and sitting there next to a palm tree, having a fruit drink. Yeah, there you go. That's a good Christmas. That's what Jesus would want. Yeah, exactly right. Jesus, you could put a manger out there and... He t- he turned that pool into wine. <laughs> He'd be waltzing across that thing. Yeah, he'd right? walk across it too. That's right. People forget. That's right. And, and you know, and the, the thing about the South is this as well: the diversity mm-hmm. way wider. Oh yeah. Thus allowing you to try much more stuff, mm-hmm. like music, food, you know, just customs, and you know, it's just a whole different way of life down there. Some of it I don't like. There's still racism and stuff like that, you know, uh, probably worse in the far south than in most places in the U.S. But I'm not saying it's not alive everywhere. But, you know, my my feeling of the south was the people were so damn nice. The food was amazing. The pricing on things was good. There's no state tax. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons to live in Texas. Mm -hmm. Austin's a great town. You, you got football right there. The University yeah. of Texas Longhorns right there. You can sh- sh- scoosh on over to Dallas, go see the uh, Cowboys. You can scoosh on down to Houston, see the Texans. I, then, if I move to Texas, I'd have to support the Texans. I can't support the Cowgirls. I can't do it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've spent long, way too long being against that team. Well, and that's the thing that's sad about the Texans. They're terrible. They are just terrible. Yeah. And yeah. what about our team this year, Minnesota Vikings? You know, Kirk Cousins just said he wanted to retire here. Well, there uh, you go. Well, I think that's every quarterback we ever get. It's like they it's like they retire on the field in front of our eyes. It's like they just stop. I, um, I he's still not my favorite. I 
didn't agree with the extension contract and, but you know, you know, and everybody goes, well, statistically he's good. Yeah. Statistically he's good. But I mean, it is literally, I mean, every game he kind of falls apart in the last two minutes, but one thing that is not necessarily all his fault, which drives me insane is for some reason, we've never ever been able to properly grasp the concept of clock management on the Vikings period. There's always a mismanagement, like run up, spike the ball, stop the clock. Like these are things, you know, I've never played football in my life. I know what you're supposed to do. Like save as much time on the clock as you can. And there's always just like, it it feels like they never practice that. And they, that's the most important part of the game. Really? Yeah, it can be clock manages big stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about contracts here while we're talking football contracts today. It was announced Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders just got a new deal, $141 million for the next four years. Okay, these guys are now starting to make multiple millions per game. Yeah. Per game. Yeah, they should win. They should win. Now, uh, Cousins, we only got him for another year. I like the fact that they're starting to pay college athletes. I don't know if they're doing it in ways that I – fully understand, but I know the more, you know, ones that have a better chance of being a brand mm-hmm. are getting more money. I remember when Tiger Woods, you know, before he was even on the PGA tour, Nike was all over him yep. because they knew what was coming. Did you watch and the masters last weekend? I did watch the masters what and I loved it at the end of the 18 holes when the leader uh, from Texas uh, actually was putting for the win with a five-stroke lead, he missed two two-foot putts. I loved it. Scheffler. He was the guy from Texas that won the whole thing. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. And I, I totally made my money 10 times over by buying one of those ball retrievers that you reach into the lake. Mm. Right? Do you have one of those? No, I don't. Yeah, it's great. It's a, It's like a thing that's like telescopic. Okay. So when you hit your ball in a water trap, you just reach in and get it. And when you're looking around, you're going to find 20, 30 balls in there. Nice. There were many nights that I went fishing for balls instead of fishing for fish. That sounds like something you do. You're like, look at this. I got a little money-making venture here. Although you can make a lot of money doing that. I remember watching that on Dirtiest Jobs. That was an episode. They worked with golf courses in Florida. Well, the problem is there's crocs and gators. And they're, you know, they don't really care if you get the balls out, but, you know, you could look like a little snack. So I was like, man, that's, you know, can you really make enough money retrieving golf balls to risk your life? And apparently you can. We had uh, near where I lived a lake at a golf course and they had a device that was on uh, both sides of the lake and it was like a net. Okay. And this net was on this, you know, kind of a pulley like device and it would just drag the lake. Oh, okay. So each day they would drag this lake. And then since I knew the guy that was, you know, at the the bar at the golf course, <laughs> right? Right. He would give me dozens of balls for nothing. Nice. A lot of these were pro V1s. Okay. So, I mean, they were nice balls, right? We've been talking about balls for like a minute and we haven't done a single dick joke. That's so unlike us. <laughs> You know, usually we can't get this far in. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you should, if you want to hear a lot of dick talk, yeah. there you go. Instead of TikTok, we'll just call her. We'll call the podcast TikTok. Um, <laughs> or we could start an app called TikTok. 
Yes. I love it. Like another, I, yes. Just video, just short 10 second videos. Dick talk. Yeah. Dick talk. That's an awesome idea. Here's something that came up today and you're an auctioneer. Mm-hmm. And this is a story I think you're going to get a kick out of. Okay. Okay. How long ago was that you took auctioneering school? Uh, 2018. So 2018. this fall, it'll be four years. Okay. So my father passed away and he was a farmer. Mm-hmm. And so now we're to the point where we're going to divide some of his assets. And some of that is land. Sure. In order to have land sold, you got to have an auctioneer that can, you know, know their way around these kinds of uh, estate sales, if you will. Yeah. That's one way you can go is have sure. an auctioneer do the whole kit and caboodle. Yep. Okay. But this auctioneer that we hired uh, is a complete agri service. Okay. And he has drones that fly over the land that you're going to, you know, be selling mm-hmm. to take pictures of all the land. Okay. He's got a website, he's got an app and all that. And then I find out that our land will be marketed for about one month, that there's this upcoming sale of land and here's the yep. pictures and blah, blah, blah. Here's what the taxes are. Here's this and that information about the land. Okay. It's all high tech stuff. And then when he goes to actually uh, do the online auction, it runs from 8 a.m. until noon. It's an it's an online auction. It's an online auction. Okay. So you don't only. have to physically come. That's that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, because it opens it up to the country. There's a lot of people, uh, corporations that are buying land. Sure. Right. That's I mean, you, you one. My dad always told me, you know, some son, the one thing they're going to never make any more of is land. Land. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, we're going to auction this off. And he tells me some of the ways that are effective ways to market and, you know, how you can make the most, you know, for your buck or whatever. And I said, I want to start with one rule on this auction okay. that we will only take bids if your last name is Bezos. <laughs> That'll go over great. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're limiting your pool a little bit there. <laughs> Maybe it's a more common last name than I realized. I only know of one Bezos. He might want land in Nebraska. Who knows? Well, he's buying everything else. And what about Elon Musk? Right. That guy, they say, is now richer than Jeff Bezos. Yeah. And then both of them like to take these little space trips. They do. They and do. the other day they sent up these guys that were actual people who paid. What was it? Fifty five million dollars to be in space for what? A week? Yeah. If you were if you could go to space, would you go to space? Forget like it like if it was free. Like if you no. didn't have to, you wouldn't do it? Nope, because I'm claustrophobic. I wonder if they allow them to take like booze with them. Yeah, I wouldn't go if there wasn't space booze. That's the whole point. I want space, <laughs> I want space wine. Or what about medical weed? Can you crack a window? Not really. I don't think so. You might have to do edibles. And then you just be like, but really, dude, think about it. Like you're super stoned and you're looking at the earth and you're like, oh man, I used to be down there and now I'm up here. Like you would have some really <laughs> trippy thoughts, I think. Uh, either that or you could say, I remember when I was down here thinking I was there and now it is. And now, <laughs> now what? <laughs> now what do I do? We should, so, maybe we should, maybe we should offer that we would, uh, we'll, we'll donate our bodies to science. We'll go to space and we'll, we'll see the effect of space edibles. Do you know they're getting edibles here in the state for medicinal purposes in August? 
I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I got to come up with something so I can qualify. Oh God. I'm sure you got something. I know. I probably got a lot of things. I'll have to, I'll have to go through their list. What's acceptable. Uh, back to watching channel five all the time. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. We talked about that, but yeah. Watching channel five would love to get Paul Folger. I love uh, Paul Folger. He is so kind. Oh my God. He's great. And all of them, the whole staff, the new weather guy. Are you, uh, are you applying for a job there? You were doing a lot of ass kissing today. You were really, I'm going to get my lipstick for you. Do you know that I had a dream last night? Oh my God. I generally don't remember my dreams. Okay. But I was retiring. Yeah. And the very first guy that ever gave me a radio job was in my dream. He's been dead now for a while. Okay. And I remember uh, asking him, you know, did I do a good job for you? Uh, also, Jenny Hubbard was standing right next to him. I mean, okay. and these are the things I'm, I'm dreaming of. And I'm wondering if I did well enough for the people I worked for. Well, yeah, of course you did. I mean, you're in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. You were, you know, rated number one, pretty much any market you were at. I mean, your job is to entertain and to, you know, make money. And you made a lot of people a lot of money. So I should I be the one having this dream. I should be the <laughs> one asking. I had I had two I had two radio gigs in my career and I got laid off from both of them. So I don't know, man. So what's going on with stand-up? Are you doing any or what? Yeah, I am doing some stand-up. It's uh I'm actually been doing a lot more corporate stuff lately, which is good. Um, I just had a gig last weekend in Afton, uh, at the Afton House Inn. Uh, wonderful group over there. Dan Jarvis and his family have run that for years. And I don't know, have you ever eaten at the current down there? No. Never gone there? It's oh, it's very good. Um Yeah, and so I did that. And then last night they've started the uh funniest person with the day job contest at the House of Comedy. And so my friend Mike Brody, who is the uh, uh, basically the booker there and organizes everything, and a very very funny stand up comic in his own right, um, he asked me to be on the pat or the judges panel, so help judge the contest last night. Um, but yeah, like not as much stand up stand up as I want to have booked right now. But I've got like a charity auction um, on Saturday, and I'm performing a wedding this summer for some friends, and like I have a lot of just odd things that are all kind of going on but i'm like but i'll take it keeps it interesting uh you know who we have on our podcast next week who ryan o'neill if you look up the o'neill brothers they play piano and they're i was probably... gonna say isn't ryan o'neill dead i thought you meant the actor who was married to farrah Fawcett. <laughs> i'm like i think he's dead look up the o'neill brothers while you're doing that okay this guy sells real estate here locally but he and his brother are absolute unbelievable beasts on pianos. Oh, okay. I do have to make a correction. Ryan O'Neill, the actor who is the father of Tatum O'Neill, who was married to Farrah Fawcett, not dead. Not dead? Not dead. He's still alive. He's 80. We should play that game too. <laughs> dead or alive? Dead or not. Dead or not? Here, let's look a couple up. You ready? You want me to, you want me to, you want me to quiz, you, quiz you real quick? Yeah, quiz me. Okay. Dead or not. Here we go. This, I don't think, will be as strong as two questions with Putin. Well, but... what, what bid could be? 
I just I just googled Dead or Alive and I forgot there was a band called Dead or Alive. So oh, okay, yeah. that's freaking work. <laughs> you spin me around. That was their song. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, Betty White, Dead or Alive. Dead. Okay. Um Oprah. <laughs> alive. Gilbert Godfrey. Dead. So sad. Just, just passed away. Yep. Now if you think about Gilbert Godfrey. Let's talk about him for just a second. He did a, like a racial thing that got him into a lot of trouble a few he years did a ago. Joke, he did a tsunami joke after he did a joke about, yeah, something. And it was right after that tsunami and so many people were killed. Yeah, it was bad. And then I saw the picture of him standing next to Louis Anderson. Yeah. And Bob Saget. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God. Think of that. The three of them just bang, bang, bang. Okay, continue. Taylor Hawkins. Oh, God, how sad is this? That was a horrible, mean thing of you to do. He's dead. He's like my favorite drummer. Oh, my God, I miss him. I know. Stevie Nicks. Uh, she's alive. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling here. Abraham Lincoln. Dead. Very good. You're on it, man. I can't get anything past you. You know what bums me out today mm. is that here in the state of Minnesota... A Mega Millions ticket was just sold. Okay. $110 million. Okay. Someone, so someone bought it here. Yep. And in Ramsey. And that hasn't happened in Minnesota for a long time. And they right. say it's $65 million cash. You know, Ramsey's not a bad town. I'd go for a million, you know. I knew a guy that won the lottery. Really? His name is Brad Erzinger. You can Google it. He won in Colorado. He was my next door neighbor and my drinking buddy we had a guy who won speaking of channel five there was a guy who won at channel five yep and i i don't remember how much it was i don't remember the guy's name but he was like like a like a technical person and just kind of low-key not on camera or any of that kind of stuff and was just basically like dipped and like see ya that's crazy <laughs> yeah when i was working on the air here we did a bit called is there anyone listening who right and we would ask a question, and I threw that one out there. Is there anyone listening who won the lottery? Okay. And there was a woman that called from Stillwater. All right. And she had won the lottery. She didn't say what her name was, but it was easy to find out. She was very nice, and she asked me out to dinner. Oh. You know, during that phone call. Okay. Right? And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, who's buying it? Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that suck if you found out someone won the lottery and then the check comes and they're like, mm, let's go Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't right. tell me you won the lottery and expect me to buy. <laughs> you know, so that's exactly true. Uh, I did get Tom Segura tickets. Oh, okay. It's Tom Segura's coming to town. You know, there's so many great comics coming to town. Jim Gaffigan's coming to the State Fair. Chris Rock's coming. Jim Gaffigan's doing the fair. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Along with Zach Brown band. Oh, I feel for him. That is just, the acoustics are so tough at the fair. Yeah. For stand-up. When, whenever you go to see a band and the band starts talking to the crowd, it's hard to hear what they're saying. And it, you know what I mean? When you, there's so much exterior noise and traffic and sirens and that would not be my choice. If they asked me, I'd probably do it. One of the first shows I saw at State Fair was Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. I've seen Kid yeah. Rock, not at the State Fair, but I've seen him live. He was just in town, what, like last week or something? Yeah, he was at the X. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's probably one of the best guys you'll ever see live. 
It was, I was pretty blown away. I did yeah. not realize how talented he was. Like they would, they, he was singing and then they would dip the lights and then the lights had come back up and now he's behind the piano, but like the music is, is continuing and they did the lights and then he's behind the drum kit. And you know, it was, I didn't realize he could play that many instruments. Oh, he's a complete beast. Yeah. And that's one of the things that scares me back to Foo Fighters. Yeah. And Taylor Hawkins passing away. God, I hope that band doesn't break up. Because then you're thinking, okay, who are they going to bring in to play the drums? Because when I go to a show, I don't just watch the lead guy, sure. the lead singer. I watch the whole band because, you know, I, I appreciate music. And each piece of equipment that you listen to creates the sound you love. Yep. And so you got to watch the guy playing bass. And mm -hmm. just come to, you're thinking, oh my God, that guy is so good playing bass. And here's the thing, another thing about Foo Fighters is when they come up with a song, they always lay the drum track down first. Taylor Hawkins said this before he passed away. He's like, if I weren't in this band, uh, or if Dave wanted, he could just do the drum track in the studio by himself. He doesn't need me. Dave is a good drummer. Yeah. <laughs> so and he could basically be doing it all. Yeah, and he has done it all. The very first Foo Fighters album was on a cassette tape where he played all the instruments, every single one of them. Yeah. Well, on that happy note. <laughs> we talked about, we covered a lot, death. You know what we didn't talk about, and I don't want to even bring it up, but I, I guess I uh, I already said it, so I will. We didn't talk about medicine or medical stuff at all. This is, I Nothing. think, the first podcast where we have not had any medical discussions. We talked about medical marijuana. Yeah, but that's not the same, is it? Well, I suppose we did. Here's what I want to try now that we're at the end of the podcast, okay? okay. To see which one of us should go to a memory care clinic. Okay. Okay. Let's come up with the things that we talked about in order on this podcast today. Okay. We started out with the whole P-Jugs quitting thing. And then we went into the P-Jugs a fan of My Talk 107.1. You complained Which, about, yep, and you complained about all the streaming services that you need now because she hears about a show and then she wants the streaming service. Yeah, that, and then two questions with Putin. Yep. It's gripping the nation, two, quest, <laughs> two questions with Putin. Everybody loves it. Well, let us uh, swim in our sea of disillusion. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week with one of the O'Neill brothers. If he shows next week on Moon... Something and Hobbs. And Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs>